Hello, and thank you for joining us for the Hatchbend Apostolic Church web broadcast. In our society today, some, and yes, sadly, maybe even most, question the value of preaching in their lives. But we still believe what Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 1. In essence, Paul preached that God has chosen the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. And so that's why we still place such a high value on the preached word of God in agreement to the scripture. And so now I'd like to thank you again for joining us for a message from the pulpit of Hatchbend Apostolic Church. said, but I'm in the book, amen, must be saved, aren't you glad you're saved tonight, in Jesus' name, amen, amen, if you'll turn with me and join with me in the book of Job, chapter 1, verse 6, at our house, honey gets up and goes to work at, she leaves at 4, gets up at 3.30, so from 4 to 6.30, I'm responsible for keeping house, amen. Brother Danny, I'm trying to keep her happy. Amen. I am really excited by the grace of God the Lord with Terry. I hope to retire when I'm 62. Trying to talk her into working past 62, but she's not going for that. But I thought if I showed her, Brother Kenny, I could be a good house husband. Amen. Amen. She might would work on. But anyway, the Lord gave me this piece of this verse as I was piddling around the house and so for just a few moments I'd like to talk to you about and there was a day reading verse 6 it says now there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord and Satan came also among them would you join me in prayer And you can be seated in Jesus' name. Amen? So as I was cleaning, now the Lord walked to my mind where he said, now there was a day. You know, Brother Alden, when the Lord dealt with my heart uh, that Sunday morning, and I know I've told y'all, Brother Ben, about what happened. I don't remember what month it was. But Jerry, I don't remember what hour it was that I got that phone call, Sister Lena, at the, at the, at the Winn-Dixie there. But I can take you and show you, Brother Chris, the phone that I used and, and how that impacted my life. And and and, 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 and I thought, man, you know what? And I remember as a young boy serving the Lord, and when I got in my early 20s, I, I turned my back on the Lord and went out. Um, and Sister Shannon, you know what? Really, I, as you would maybe say, wasn't a horrible person. But Sister Joy, I was just a sinner, amen, and, and needed salvation, amen. I'm thankful God saves good people, amen. I'm thankful you don't have to have a terrible testimony for God to save you. Uh, Sister Jen, I, I needed salvation. And, and um, so when the Lord dealt with me, I never thought about 
from what this may turn into. I just knew we needed a change. Me and my wife and our two daughters needed a change, Brother Rayleigh. I never, I, I, if he would have told me all that he's done for us in the last 25 years, man, I, I would have, I just wouldn't have believed it. Says Jane, I, I just can't wrap my mind around how good God's been to us. Sister Debbie, and it ain't just us. I think if I pass this microphone around this evening, I think we'd all have a testimony not to uplift ourselves, but to uplift Jesus. Because I think we all can say without a doubt, God's been good to us. Amen. I, I thought about it. I forgot who said it when we first started here. They said they gave the credit to Mike Tyson. It said everybody has a plan till they get hit in the mouth. Amen. And Brother Wayne, that's true, amen? I, I was, um, and in, in life, I had a plan, but it really wasn't a, a godly plan. It had nothing to do with God. It had nothing to do with uplifting God. It was all about uplifting myself and, and what I could do. And, and, um, and I'm thankful that God stepped in and changed my plans. I, 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 I'd like to read a scripture that Brother Chris read Sunday that it might be, I heard a preacher say just a while ago coming to church, he said, we all got a lot of good, uh, said Susan, I got a lot of favorite scriptures in the Bible. And this is one of my favorites that Brother Chris read. He said, for the grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared to all men. The Bible said it teaches us that denying ungodliness and worldly lust, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world, looking for the blessed hope and the glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior, Jesus Christ who gave himself for us that he might redeem us from all iniquity and purify unto himself a peculiar people, zealous of good works. I'm thankful for a word of God that will teach us. Even though I had really no expectations except I wanted God to change my life, Sister Kathy. I wanted him to repair what, what I had let flesh get in between me and my wife and, and things that I was chasing in the world that, that since I've started serving God, Brother Wayne, God's met all those expectations plus plus. You know, if there happens to be anybody sitting in this house tonight that might have any doubt, just any thought maybe about turning and walking back, please listen to somebody that walked back in the world. Don't do that, Sister Summer. Whatever you do with everything that you got, the Bible talks about hold on. Hold on. Whatever you, The Bible said when you've done all you can do, he said just stand. Get your feet planted on a solid rock, brother Larry, and just stand. Pastor said just the other night, just wait on the Lord, whatever you do. Don't turn back into the world. Jesus uh, asked a question. He said, for what is a man profited if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul, brother Jerry? And this is really the, the kick of the whole question. He said, what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? Because here's the thing, uh, uh, as Brother Chris was saying, son, I don't mean to keep going back there, but, but the angel said, this same Jesus, says Amy, this same Jesus that you see going away, say, he's coming back. Now, the devil might tell me and you there's nothing to that, but there's coming a day. It may not be today. It may not be tomorrow, but, but it might be today or tomorrow for me or you. Amen. So what really, if, if you should gain the whole world? Brother Chris, what could we give in exchange for our soul? 
Because we all understand that this stuff, Brother Dave, is just temporal. And I never thought about that. And I never thought about all the benefits. And we fixing to get to that in just a few minutes about just, you know, I, I just wanted to go to heaven. And, and I know we, anyway, I won't use that. But anyway, you know, more, I just didn't want to go to the other place, Sister Cricket. I knew I just didn't, Sister Bate, I didn't want to go to the other place. But I really did. I never sat down and counted the cost of what I may have to give up for the, because the Word of God teaches me. But Josh, all I knew was I needed a change, and I knew that I wanted to go to heaven. You know, when I went to work at the county, I knew that we had weekends off. I knew we got 11 or 12, 13 holidays. Because I asked those questions. I knew we had paid vacation. It just gets better and better, boys and girls. I'm just telling y'all. This coming from a man that was in retail almost 20 years. Brother Trevor, I can tell you, for almost 20 years, never had a Saturday and a Sunday off unless we was on vacation. You worked one or the other. I knew about those things, Brother Jerry, that's why I wanted to be a county employee. Amen. And I'm a good one. I ain't kidding y'all. I'm a really good county employee. What you hear about, never mind. But here, <laughs> but, but when, when I... But you know, Sister Sherry, when, I, when, when God's dealt with my heart, I never asked him about, God, what is it in this for me? All I wanted, God, was just to change my life and improve my marriage, make me a better dad, make me a better husband. Man, if, if I'd have known all this stuff, Brother Jess, I wouldn't have never walked away from God when I was a young boy serving God back at Brother Slaughter's church. That's my biggest regret. Oh, Brother Reddy, God was, has been so, and I just think about all that I could have done and all God could have done through me if I would have gave myself to him. But I was like what Pastor said about Brother Jeremy. I was just trying to think about how to stay in America. You know what I mean? I was just, all I was worried about was just what I could gain and what, and I didn't understand, and, and I hear a lot of preachers preach against prosperity, but I'm just going to be honest with you folks. I'm just a prosperity preacher. Brother Orlando, because I believe God said that if you give, he'd give back to you. He said in the third book of third John, second verse, he said, I would have you to prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. So God said, look, if you'll put me first, Sister Susan, and if you'll get your soul right, I'll take care of your health and I'll take care of your money. Amen. Now, if you can't believe that, you can't believe what we read. We just talked about that he said that this same Jesus is coming back. We understand that God owns it all. But I never asked God for all that. That just came with it. You know what I'm saying, brother? I never even thought about any of all the benefits. that Because, you know, when, when the, 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 the question is, what shall you give in exchange? If you could, here's my question tonight. Brother Billy, if you could write a check and you had the resources, Sister Chelsea, what, what would be the price for your soul? The Bible said this life just like a vapor. It's just here for a little while. Sister Landon, it's gone. Amen? I think we all can look back down the road where we come from and think, man, I didn't think, I told somebody at a funeral one time, 
I said, well, you know, getting to 50 seemed like it took me a long time, Sister Don, until I climbed over that mountain at 50. That thing has took off. I'm dropping skids back here trying to drop that thing now. Because, see, when you're young, you just, you just don't think about how much you need God, but you really need God. You don't think about it when you're middle-aged because you're trying to build something, but you need God. I'm thankful for a God that'll save you when you're young. I'm thankful for a God that'll save you middle age. And I'm thankful for a God that'll save you when you get old. I just want to leave you, not leave you, I'm sorry, but I just want to remind you about your retirement plan in Revelation 21, 1 through 4. And it said, and I saw, John speaking, said, I saw a new heaven and a new earth for the first heaven and the first earth was passed away. And there was no more sea. And, and I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven, prepared for a, as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people. And God himself shall be with them and be their God. And think about verse 4, and it says, And God shall wipe away all their tears from their eyes. No more crying. No more heartache. Nobody disappointing you. And said, and there shall be no more death, neither sorrow nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain, for the former things are all passed away. How can we not, Brother Trevor, not want to go to a place like that? I don't know about y'all, but there's, even on my good days, there's bad days. Amen? Has it ever happened to you? You just happen to be running a little behind and get out to the car and the car just don't start. Amen. You woke up in a good mood, and before you know it, in just a few minutes, it's all been shook out and messed up. And... Amen. I, I know y'all don't get better. Us boys and girls that live across the bridge in Levi County, that happens. Amen. Amen. We've had some of our best fights going to church. I, I thought, honey, it amen me right there, but we'll talk about that going home. Amen. We've had some of our best fights after church. That's just the way the devil works, church. But he's going to be bound. But again, he ain't going to be a mess with us when we go to that new heaven. All we're going to do there, Brother Jimmy, is just worship God throughout the ages. But Mike, I so want to go. I so want to go to heaven. When I was in the world, I so wanted to build something up for Wayne. But I want people to see Jesus in my life, Brother Landon. More than anything, I want to lead people to Jesus. I, I, I want to convey to people, you know, when people, I want people to understand you can trust God with your finances. You can trust God with your health. You can trust God with everything, every ounce, with your family members. You can trust God. Well, Chris, he's got a great track record. He said he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Amen. If he done it in the Old Testament, he done it in the New Testament, he got to do it in 2020. So, gentleman that comes to the office sometimes and um, does a NOC because he's in the roofing business, and he used to come in. Sister Shannon, me and him would always cut the fool because that's what county employees do. We try to make the customers happy. And so, and he told me about how they had bought, Sister Amy, how him and his boys had bought, four or five hundred acres 
out in Texas and they had them a deer farm and all that was going and they was just excited. And I kept saying, man, are you ever going to move? And he said, no, we just got a few more things to get taken care of. He, I said, and I, next time I see him, I said, how's the farm? Man, it's doing great. I said, hey, listen, do you mind? Do you mind next time you out there, Sister Patty, could you, could you bring me back some rocks from Texas? Because I ain't never going to Texas, but I sure would like something from Texas. And he brought me back some rocks, and I got them at the house. Every time I see them rocks at the house, I pray for this man. So one day he come in, Sister Mandan, act like he just lost his best friend. He wasn't too chipper. I said, man, when's the last time you've been to Texas? He said, man, you ain't going to believe what happened. So Townsend, he said, you know, my boy, he said, uh, he's about 50 years old. He was out working around the house on his tractor. Went out there and found him. He was just dead on the tractor. He said, I don't know that I'm going back to Texas. See, he was planning to go to Texas. That's where his plans was. He was planning on getting his business and his boy's business, getting it all just right. Amen, church. Just get it just right so I can leave it behind so somebody can run that, Brother Farrell, and I'm going to go to Texas. He didn't realize God said, no, your son's not going with you. See, and there was a day. See, for this gentleman, that day was the day that he passed away, Brother Danny. And there was a day. If he didn't make preparations, the Bible tells us where this gentleman very likely could be. See, it's easy in this life to plan on what we're going to do tomorrow. I think it. I think it's in the book of James. He said, don't say what you're going to do. He said, say the Lord will, Brother Junior. See, this man had made big plans. And, and see, uh, I don't... I know y'all already know I'm OCD, but I hate a dirty windshield. I just can't stand a dirty windshield. So before we go, brother, I'm always cleaning windshields. So me and Honey took off this past weekend for a few days. And this is this is gospel. I wouldn't tell you a story, but especially not in church. But <laughs> I went out and cleaned the windows, brother Chris, before we left. We was leaving Sunday morning so we could get to church. I went out there, Brother Kenny, and had them windows just spotless. They were so pretty. I hadn't hardly got through, and here come a little rain shower. I said, you got to be kidding me, God. Really? I just went back in the house and just started laughing. Because God's just going, dummy, it's fixing the rain. You're just wasting all that time. See, my point is, is we know who holds the mark. Amen? See, we don't think about when that day that the Lord dealt with our heart. So today we just say, it's not today. I'd be willing to bet you there's more than just Wayne Williams in this house tonight that God said, I, I'd like for you, Brother Jeremy, to go talk to somebody. And you say, God, I'm just real busy. And something happens to that somebody. I'm confident I ain't the only person in this house that that's happened to. Brother Ryan, there's no way to fix that if, if that door's been closed. See, this man and his son was making big plans. It don't always work out that way. This is 
This is really one of my favorite of all favorite scriptures. Luke 6 and 38, it says, Give, and it shall be given unto you good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over, shall men give into your bosom. For with the same measure that ye meet, with all it shall be measured to you again. See, when I started serving God, I never even thought about that. I never knew that. I never even knew that scripture. See that that my purpose for serving God was just to get saved. But in that time when it, there was a day when I said, God, I want you to be ahead of my life. I I want you to be the Lord of my life. I, I give you everything. The Lord said, because you allow me to be the head. Because then there was a day. And that day, you didn't turn around and you didn't walk away from me. He said, I need you to do one thing. He said, I need you to take the first step. Aren't you thankful for a God, says Jane, that allows you to take the first step? He's not going to force your hand. He's not going to use scare tactics. Amen? You know, have y'all ever heard somebody say, I wish I could scare the out of you? But it don't happen. You understand? The devil just don't give up that easy. Amen? But the Lord said, if you'll take one step, Brother Chavez, if you'll take one step, if you'll just give. And says, Joy, there's another voice that's telling you, you you can't trust that. But if you want to be blessed, says, Amy, you just got to take the first step. And you just got to give. And he said, it shall be given unto you good measure, pressed down, shaken, and running over. Amen? I remember when I worked at the store, when Dixie had something they called a 401K. And I ain't, as y'all know, I ain't a very smart person, but I can add up to about 50. They said, for every dollar you put in this pot, I'll give you 50 cents. So it didn't take me long just to figure out if I gave them $10, they was going to give me five. But I remember sitting in there interviewing people and trying to fill out their applications, and I said, this is a really good deal, Brother Chris. You need to contribute. And most of them would say, I just can't spare $10. I just can't spare $20. But can I tell you that God's got a better plan than that? God said he had opened up the windows of heaven. Now, I think I'm in a house of folks that would say, amen, that, 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 that God has proved himself time and time and time again, Sister Melinda, that if you'll just get well, and let's get off the subject of money. Maybe it's just your time. Amen? Maybe it's if you'll just give yourself to the ministry. Sister Mia, maybe that if you'll just give yourself to going to somebody's house and visiting with somebody that's shut in that can't get out. See, I know when, when we say the word give, it, it tightens up a lot of people. But God don't need the money. He just wants to know whether you're going to be obedient or not. Amen? What Brother Rayleigh said just the other day, you give it to God, let God break it up, and let God distribute it. Amen? I want to read this to you that it said about the benefits in Psalms 103, 1 through 9. It says, Blessed, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. 
who forgiveth all thy iniquity, and who had who healeth all thy disease, who redeemeth thy life from destruction, who crowneth thee with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfy thy mouth with good things, so that thy youth is renewed like the eagles. The Lord executeth righteousness and judgment for all that are oppressed. He made known his way unto Moses, his acts unto the children of Israel. I love this. He said, The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger and plenteous in mercy. And he will not always chide, neither will he keep his anger forever. Psalm 68, 19 said, Blessed be the Lord who daily loadeth. Daily loadeth us with benefits, even the God of our salvation. Salute. Psalms 116 and 12 said, What shall I render unto the Lord for all his benefits toward me? What could you give in exchange for your soul? What could you give for all that God's been good to you? Well, Josh, I got to believe God's been good to all of us. Amen. When you sit down and, and, and you, if you could, you just can't put numbers to paper. You know, I was, when we was going to Chiefland, uh, Sharon had a Noah's Ark sweater that she wore at church. And when we was in Chiefland, I didn't wear a suit. Because most of the guys there didn't wear one, Brother Chris, so I just didn't wear one either. But I always wore her sweater. So when we left Chiefland and we went to uh, the Pentecostals of Gainesville, I just wore that same sweater. Well, you know, over there they, they do YouTube. So they, they, Anyway, our daughter was watching YouTube one day, and her daddy was on the front row up there with that Noah's Ark sweater on. She said, Mama... Tell that man he's got to get him a suit. And get, true story. She said amen on that. Amen. True story, Sister Danielle. To me, I, I just come to church to worship. That's why I'm here. You know, honey told me, I, I just, I, I just I got a few minutes. Honey told me the other day, now y'all understand I don't have much hair. We all understand that. But there was a man in the Bible, a great man of God, didn't have no hair neither, and some people made fun of him. He put some she-bears on him, but I ain't going down that road. I'm not even going to tell y'all about that, but y'all know what I'm talking about. Honey said the other day, you know, when you've been married over 30 years, you can say this and get away with it. My, this side of this hair was standing up. It ain't got much, but it was standing up. She said, you need to train that when you get out of the shower. I said, honey, really train that? Are you crazy? There ain't none there to train. It's too old to be trained now. It's over with. Amen. I said, honey. But anyway, I'm sorry. But anyway, so me being a great faith man of God that I am and working for the county, Brother Jerry, I had time to surf the web because I thought well, if I'm going to go to this big church, I, I got to have some suits. You know what I'm saying? Because the daughter done made fun of me. She said, my own flesh. But anyway. But God has spoke to me, and he said, Wayne, I'm going to give you some suits. That's what I said. Okay, then. But it just didn't. I thought UPS was going to show up with me some suits, but it just didn't happen. So I looked online, and what is that? Joseph B. Banks or somebody like that. I don't know if you men shop there, but boys, I'm telling you, you ought to go down and look. That stuff is discounted low, 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 low. So one day, says Jen, I have my credit card and got online and ordered me some suits. I did. 
honest, true story. And 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 at our house, we got a, our bedrooms on this end of the house, and there's two bedrooms on this end of the house where the girls were supposed to have, but they got married and moved off. So anyway, I got these suits home. Was really proud of them. So I just happened to get in that closet one day, Sister Summer, and there was five suits in there that I had forgot all about. And if I hadn't gotten that closet, and God said, I'm going to see But see, I was impatient with God. But see, there was a day when God dealt with my heart on that Sunday morning when that man called me and invited me to join that church. At that day, I never thought about today being here in front of you. It never had aspirations to be here talking to you about how great God really is. Never thought anything about God said, look, you have a need. I'm going to meet that need for you. See, I, I come, and I'm not, I'm just not trying to be funny tonight, but, I, you know, when it's cold like this, we put lamps on our dogs. Really. And, and we got one old dog, he, he just gets on his back, and he just lets that light shine on his old belly. Oh, he just loves it. He'll just lay like that. He'll just, oh, he's just so happy. But, you know, but Kenny, I tell him before I go to bed, I said, now, son, stay in bed. Don't get up because if you get up away from this light, it's going to be cold. But Brother Brian, he don't listen to me. He just gets up, gets outside, he gets cold. My point is, Brother Ben, is this. God said, if you'll give, I'll give back to you. Press down. See, Brother Jimmy, we laugh about that old dog that don't stay underneath that heat lamp because he don't understand that's really where he needs to be at, Sister Peggy. See, that's God. God knows what's best for us, Brother Allen. And he's saying, Wayne, if you'll listen to me, I got some suits coming for you. But no, Wayne's just too smart for God. He just says, I'll, I'll just do this myself. See, the benefits of serving God, you just can't put a number on that, Brother Orlando. You know, a lot of times we do act just like that animal. That old dog, the only thing he knows is there's food out there in that shed. And if you had that shed, he wants to go with you, says Chelsea, because he knows there's food there. And a lot of times, God wants to help us, Sister Jenna, but we're too busy wanting to be strong-headed and want to do our own thing. We're talking about there was a day, and, and we all know the story about the one with the issue of blood, and I don't want to get into that very far but because you already know the story, but I wonder when she got there and she saw that multitude, I wonder if she really thought, Brother Ray, that today was her day. See, when that man called me at, at work that day, when I got ready to go to work, Brother Jerry, I never thought that phone call was coming. I never expected it from that man. Never knew God was going to change my life. Such a man, that's the kind of God we serve. The preacher wrote in Proverbs 13 and 12, said, Hope deferred maketh the heart sick, but when desire cometh is a tree of life. Have you ever just been so broken that you just didn't? And that's, that's when I thought, when I thought about God, it gave me about this woman with the issue of blood. The, the scripture come to me about her hope was deferred. If you know the story, the story said that, see if I can find this real quickly. And in verse 26, and it said, and, and had suffered many things. A certain woman which had an issue of blood 12 years and had suffered many things and of many physicians and had spent all that she had and was nothing better but rather grew worse. Her hope was deferred, Brother Larry. 
She just said, I just need to get to Jesus. Church, if we'll get to that place, Sister Mita, where we'll have that mindset that she had, I just got to get to Jesus. Because, see, hope deferred will make a heart sick. Because if you listen to the voice of the stranger very long, he'll convince you that there is no hope. But Paul said, if we only have hope in this life, we're all men most miserable. Can I tell you, church, we got more than a hope. We got a promise. This same Jesus. This same Jesus. See, the devil would like for you to, to, to make you depressed and, and, and make you your hope deferred. But the Bible said that there was a there were so many people around Jesus that they thronged him, Brother Chris. And he said, hey, somebody touched me. And he said, what do you mean? It's, everybody's a touching you. So he said, but no, no, somebody touched me. I've often wondered how that me and Brother Jerry can be in the same service and he get a blessing and I miss my blessing. I often wonder why and I'm not throwing no stones here. I'm just... just asking I've, I've, I've not preached a whole lot but I preached enough that you be preaching to somebody and next thing you know something to get their attention and you believe that word was for them and Satan will just push you away real. you know when Brother Smith was here was talking about the man about bingo that was a real funny story about bingo but that's the way God operates I mean the devil operates but then he'll just get you deterred for just a minute and you'll miss that word because the Bible said faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God that's why God said get this word in your heart, get it down here, so it can bring forth some 30, some 60, some 100-fold. I thought about there was a day in Acts 16, 9 through 10. Um, it's not on the screen, but uh, you, you, let me read this real quick. And it said, in a vision appeared to Paul in the night, there stood a man of Macedonia and prayed him, saying, Come over into Macedonia and help us. After he had seen the vision, immediately we endeavored to go into Macedonia, surely gathering that the Lord had called us to preach the gospel unto them. And we know, you know, if, uh, where we're going with this, we're talking about Paul and Silas being put in jail. And all Paul done was there was a woman of divination that was following him around and just saying, these are the men of God. And Paul got tired of them ass after a few days and just turned around and cast that demon out. So Sister Grace, when the woman went back and her, I guess you would say her handlers found out that demon wasn't there and she couldn't do what she was supposed to, they got mad with Paul and Silas and the Bible said laid many stripes upon them and cast them into prison, charging the jailer to keep them safely who having received such a charge thrust them into the inner prison and made their feet fast in stocks. And at midnight, ain't this crazy? Man, Sister Betty, they were singing. If that had been Brother Wayne, he'd been crying. I'll just be honest with y'all. Sister Mary, I just, but think about that. They had been beat. Said they laid many stripes on them. They weren't stealing. They weren't raping. They weren't killing. They wouldn't beat no widow women up. They weren't taking the change from blind Bartimaeus. They were just out doing the work of the Lord. And there was a day. 
And at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and sang prayers. Kind of makes you when you when you getting up having a bad day, you, you read that story. Kind of makes your bad day not feel so bad, don't it? Amen. Amen. When somebody says, "You know, brother Justin, I just don't want to hear nothing about that Jesus, that Jesus, Jesus," we get our feelings hurt and just say, "I won't tell nobody else about Jesus." Paul and Silas said, "We got blood running out of our back, and it's about midnight. I think we're just gonna sing some songs." Amen. Make a joyful noise. Amen, says Amy. Amen. And he said, and having received such a charge, thrust them into the inner prison and made their feet fast in stocks. And at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God. And the prisoners heard them. And suddenly there was a great earthquake so that the foundations of the prison were shaken. And immediately all the doors were opened and everyone's bands were closed. And the keeper of the prison, awakened out of his sleep and seeing the prison doors open, he drew out his sword and would have killed himself, supposing that the prisoners had been fled. And Paul cried with a loud voice, saying, Do thyself no harm, for we are all here. Then he called for a light and sprang in and came trembling and fell down before Paul and Silas and brought them out and said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? And they said, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved in thy house. And they spake unto him the word of the Lord and to all that were in his house. And he took them in the same hour of the night and washed their stripes and was baptized, he and all his house, straightway. And when he had brought them into his house, he set meat before them and rejoiced, believing in God with all his house. I wonder if the man that Paul seen in his dream was the jailer. He said, there, was a, there stood a man in Macedonia and prayed to him, saying, Come over into Macedonia and help us. How far would you go to be a, to be a, a disciple for Christ? How far would, would we go to let Christ be seen in us, Brother Kenny? I wonder if Brother Wayne was in that same place. Well, see, God's always working. Always working. The Bible said he come to seek and to save those which were lost. Aren't you glad? Amen. I'm thankful that God spoke to me that day. And even though I didn't all realize what all God had in store for me, Brother Rayleigh, I'm thankful that I was not disobedient concerning that heavenly vision. Brother Chris, if you want to come, the musicians want to come. I don't know if there might be somebody, if I could get you to stand Church, do you remember the day that God called you, dealt with your heart? Aren't you ever so thankful? Aren't you like Paul? I think he told King Agrippa. He said, I wasn't disobedient concerning that heavenly vision. Church, it don't matter what the devil says. God's still in charge. Amen. We got people counting on us to make up the hedge because somebody made up the hedge for us. And there came and there was a day. Could we just close our eyes for just a few minutes? And let's just thank God for waking us up this morning clothed in a ripe mind, a mind I want to serve him. Thank you. 
This message has been brought to you today by the media ministry of Hatchbend Apostolic Church. We pray that it's ministered to you in some way, and we'd like to take this opportunity to invite you to join us in service here at Hatchbend Apostolic. Our Sunday services begin at 10 a.m. and our Wednesday night service at 7.30 p.m. For any more information or to speak with our ministry staff, please feel free to call our church office at 386-935-2806 or you can visit the contact link here on our website. Again, thank you for listening and we pray God's richest blessings on you and your family.